and Lex. Two imperfect six-figure business coaches, co-founders, and friends who decided to combine our superpowers to bring to market something we wish we had when we entered the world of coaching. A real non-BS, intimate, and fun community built with integrity, intention, and a few glasses of wine. In this podcast, we get real. Real about life. Business. Relationships and what it really takes to find your version of success in the world of coaching. Are you ready, Lex? I'm set, Em. Let's coach. Guess what, everyone? We're together in person. I'm touching Emily. (laughs) I think we're confusing people. I know. (laughs) Everyone thinks we're already together. But we're like literally physically together. We in really Ventura, are. California, Emily is here. She got me. I got her down. Um, she flew in Wednesday to LA. I went into LA Thursday, attended a magical six degrees event, and then swapped her back up to Ventura. And <gasps> do you like Ventura? I do. Are we looking at houses today or what? I know, right, guys? I'm, all the Denver people start screaming. <laughs> no! Um, we are trying though, you know, what would be an in-between for both of us? Like a happy medium between the two of us. Like location wise? Yeah. I don't know geography. I'm like, Las what's the Vegas. I'm like, where are the go? states in between us? Arizona. Arizona? Yeah, I've never been. What? I know. Fun fact. Really? Yeah, I know. I, I would love to go. I love desert, but I love ocean. Okay, yeah, guys, I'm pulling up a map. So we'll do a... a oh, we could do Utah, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, yeah, or we can, nice. I can bring you to Sedona, since yeah. you've never done Sedona. Um, well, speak, speaking of places, though, guys, I brought Emily to Ojai, California. Super interested if anyone listening has been. What do you think of Ojai? I loved it. So I had been to Ojai when I was 16, and... Went for a cousin's wedding, so I knew and remembered nothing. Um, so it was really fun to go, and we went wine tasting, which I haven't done in a very long time, and is one of my favorite hobbies in the world, if that can be considered a hobby. Is anyone really surprised that I took you wine tasting? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Amy went, went to Ojai Valley Inn, which everyone's like, you have to go check it out. You have to see it. It'd be a beautiful place to stay for a weekend until like a staycation. Um, so if so many things have happened and percolated for us, I feel like this weekend in terms of things we want to do and need to do, um, it's been inspirational and we got to bring, um, or see one of our amazing friends and members of our active cohort, Lindsay Julian joined us both in LA. Well, you, you yeah, saw, her. saw her for dinner <laughs> and then I saw her for the event and then we saw her in Ojai. and met her. Fiance. Um, fiance Luke. And so, guys, we're just riding on a high here. And I will say, yesterday, Emily also wore this really cute hat. And <laughs> she did. She did. It was, I'm sure you'll see pics. And um, the thing about hats is, when you're a coach, there's actually a lot of other hats you wear as a coach. And that is what we are talking about today in our episode. Jesus, here we are. <laughs> what a transition. You got to see it in real life. How was it in real life? It was great. It was great. She didn't even flinch. It was just so seamless. But when you talk about hats, I mean, I was wearing a baseball cap. There's bucket hats. There's fedoras. The big girl hat. (laughs) Berets. Wait, what was the SNL skit recently? It was like, girl with a big hat. I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll play it for you later. But what do you think of hat? What do you think about for a coach? 
Yeah, so basically what we want to talk about today, guys, is coaching right. You're teaching someone, you're coaching someone how to do something, but there's a lot of other things that you end up doing as a coach and they aren't as commonly talked about. And we can tell you this from personal experience as being coaches and also through coaching many other coaches that the things we're going to talk about today really do come up no matter what type of coach you are. So one of the first big other hats you wear or the one of the responsibilities or things that will happen when you are coaching is holding space. And Emily, what does this look like? First and foremost, I feel like I say holding space a lot that it's now become something that is made fun of in my family. They're like, oh, there's Emily. She's got to go hold space for people. It should become a drinking game. Anytime Emily hold, says hold space, shot, 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 shot. Um, to holding space, and it means active. it means active listening, basically. It means just creating a safe container where you can be that person where someone can talk to, that they can... They can say the good things, the bad things, and you can make sense of the things that they said. Yeah. Yeah. It's a place where, you know, your client to vent and feel heard and supported. And obviously, depending on the type of coach you are, this can become amplified or you this might come up a lot more. But for, you know, personally with a PR bar, right, PR coaching is very niche and specific. And this this was something I didn't really anticipate um, going into to this. I thought I could show up, teach you a PR, and then we'd be bada-boom, bada-bing, out. And that's just not what happens. <laughs> no, a, no. Lot, a lot more comes up when you're in a coaching container. It's vulnerable. It's super vulnerable. I feel like if I don't have a client cry at least once a week, then, like, am I doing my job? And because starting a business, it doesn't matter how successful you are, it still brings up a lot of emotion in you. It could bring in judgment or fear of what people outside of outside of them, maybe their family or friends are thinking about them. It could bring up scarcity. It could bring up um, exhaustion. It could bring up self-doubt. Like, am I doing the right thing? Should I have not left this big job behind? Should I get a corporate job? So there's a lot of emotions, even dating. Like I've had dating emotions come up before a relationship uh, turbulences come into our session. So again, while we're not therapists, there are a lot of pieces that you will need to hold and support and help kind of unwind for these individuals. Exactly. This kind of leads us into another hat. So you'll obviously be a guide in whatever area of coaching you are, but you're also going to be a guide and a teacher in areas of self-exploration right? It's going to be your job sometimes to ask the hard questions. And while that can be really uncomfortable, it's really, really pivotal to your client's growth. Yeah. And one thing we were talking about this week, weekend, we did a lot of wine drinking and um, I've, I've been kind of, I have been exploring this new modality called Gene Keys and I'm growing and learning. And so as I grow and learn, thinking, how can I bring my own learnings into my practices with my my clients and our clients? Like, is that something, this is a tool that's been really resourceful for me. I Can I share this with my clients and help them navigate life's, their life's work when they're feeling like they have no idea where they're going? Yeah, it's another tool to add to your tool belt, so to say. So holding space is a big one. Being a guide and teacher beyond just the niche they hire you for. Another big one is becoming a true accountability partner. Oh, for sure. I, I, yeah, I think that's a huge one. I think it's a huge one in that accountability is a lot of the reason why people are hiring you. 
Like we all know they want to get to their transformation. So they need the handholding or they need the homework or they need the, they need the tracker or timeline to help them get there. Yeah, it's a big one. And you can hold accountability as a one-on-one coach. I think though, through Ready, Set, Coach, the thing that's so beautiful that we've seen in this container, and if you're a new listener here, Ready, Set, Coach is an intimate group program. Um, the ladies within the cohort help hold each other accountable. So that's something we set up really intentionally, and we actually assign accountability partners. So it's something for you to think about as a coach is, do you want to be the accountability partner? Or if you are hosting a group container, is there a way you can activate other members within the group to be another extension of accountability? Yeah. And accountability is something that you should be kind of plugging into your life throughout as well. I'm, I think both of, both of us have accountability in each other. Yeah, for sure. But even for me, I love working out in the morning, so I, I found myself an accountability buddy on the East Coast who forces me to get out of bed in the morning and do my workouts. And you can bet your bottom dollar, I don't do the workouts when she is not there. <laughs> and you're like, snooze alarm. Exactly. Exactly. So accountability is such a great part of like your role as a coach and crafting those moments for them. Um, what are some other ways? I think one to think about too is that coaches provide tools and resources beyond the sessions typically. Of course, this is dependent on the structure, but again, just to use our example. So we have bi-weekly group live coaching sessions, but in between those sessions, we have modules, we have homework, we have templates. So as a coach, it's something to think about what tools or resources can you craft and provide to your clients in between your coaching sessions that can help them grow and can help really deliver that transformation. It also can look like strategic introductions, mm-hmm. making sure that they're introduced to the right communities, to the right thought leaders, to the right, um, what are they called? Partners, partners in their business. <laughs> Collabor- yeah, Collaborative partners. Um, I, I thought talking to Lindsay was really informative because she kept referencing people I had made intros for her. And I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot I introduced you to this person. And then she's cultivated this, this full relationship with that individual beyond the, in, the introduction I had made. If you're an ambitious professional, consultant, or business owner who is feeling called to do more, be more, or make more, we'd like to invite you to learn more about Ready, Set, Coach. Do you feel called to create change, help others, and do something outside of your day-to-day that generates true impact? While you may or may not be content with your day job or existing business, do you feel called to dip your toes into something more? Whether it's tapping into another zone of genius or the side hustle is calling your name, are you ready to explore what being more would look like? Do you feel like your business or career is leaving money on the table or you're looking to launch a new revenue stream or side hustle? Turning your expertise into a coaching revenue stream or side hustle is rewarding, impactful, and a great business model. It's the triple threat, multi-billion dollar industry that perhaps you've been looking for this whole time. If you want to explore more on how to add a coaching revenue stream into your life, we invite you to explore our website, readysetcoachprogram.com. Applications are now open for our 2023 cohort. You know what I think is really important that Emily just highlighted as well, guys, is to, you know, we've had episodes on selling, so by all means, like, tap back. Understand the value that you have as a coach beyond, once again, those 
coaching sessions. And that's mm-hmm. something you can bring up in the sales process. Like by working becomes a competitive advantage, right? By working with, you know, Emily Merrill, you're also getting an extension or access to Emily Merrill's network, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's something that, and it doesn't need to be networking or what have you, but if there are benefits to working with you or values to working with you beyond once again, those coaching containers, that's something to, to highlight, to bring up for sure. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Are there any other hats that I'm missing? Um, I mean, this one kind of, I think, crosses over into a fair amount of buckets, but I do think it de- <laughs> buckets. I think it deserves its own bucket hat. And that's <laughs> you really are a sounding board. And again, likely in areas beyond what they initially hired you for. The thing I do want to say here is do be intentional that you're not stepping too out of bounds with your expertise. So an example I have here, again, I'm going to go to PR just because PR is really niche, whereas with Ready, Set, Coach, we really do holistically coach them. But with the PR bar, it's very PR. So something I noticed with a lot of clients lately is they were getting really, really overwhelmed and really, really stuck. And so it was preventing us from getting to the PR work. So I know my lane and I went and hired a executive functioning coach actually from our current cohort to teach me how to better coach people struggling with overwhelm. Um, so now I actually have some foundation to, to, to help them. So Lex, we talked about all the different hats that other coaches wear. What are some coaches, what are some hats that you do not wear? Like what are some Things that your job is not. Right. So again, guys, those are the things that we you should be prepared to address as a coach. This is what it is not your job as a coach. So first up, it's not your job to do it for them. What? I know. Crazy. Is it because I'm a coach, not a consultant? Right, guys. Remember the whole intention and purpose of coaching. You're teaching someone how to fish. You're not fishing for them. So I know it can be very tempting when something comes intuitively to you to want to help, to want to jump in and do something for them. But truly, you're not doing your job as a coach if you do. What else, then? Oh, also, I want to just squirrel really quickly. Same thing with delegating. If you're hiring someone to delegate it, that means do not do it for them. Teach them how to do it. It will save you in the long run. Uh, the other thing, and this is a big one because you can get really excited sometimes, but you can't guarantee results. It is incredibly unethical to guarantee results when they are in a coaching container because you are not a fortune teller. Yeah, you can speak to outcomes of past clients. You can speak to this is really the direction and the goal we'll be working towards. But again, do not guarantee results. Another one, do not be available 24, 7 hours a day unless this is the structure you've put into your platform. But if that is what you're doing, that's a really quick path to burnout. So hold boundaries. Exactly. And if you, for whatever reason, you're like, I need to respond immediately or I'll forget, respond and schedule it. And it it goes out on Monday morning. Yep. Um, We kind of talked about this when we talked about hats, but it really isn't your job to be an expert in everything. Stay in your lane. And refer out to places where your expertise can be better served by someone else. Uh, This is a hard one for me. (laughs) It is. But this is true. And this is, you can also be selective in this. But you don't have to be their BFF. You Your job is not to be their BFF. And it's not to say what they want to hear. So, for example, when you go shopping with your best friend and she's like, how does it look? And you know if you say it looks terrible and she will go off the rails, 
yeah, you can tell her she, it looks terrible. Like your job is to tell her. If you're a stylist and you are a styling coach and you're helping this person find their style, you tell her the truth. Yep. Yep. Uh, another one, it's not your job to answer everything for them or to make decisions for them. Oh, this is a big one. Yeah. So you can, of course, advise, but ultimately it's up to them to find conclusions. You can pose thought-provoking questions. You can, of course, act as a guide, but at the end of the day, it's really their job to to make the decision to answer the questions. And this is a hard one, too, because ego can come into it, and you're like, ooh, well, they want me, they want my opinion. But you have to really, really, really be careful with that and step back and be like, no, it's not about me. <laughs> not what I would do. I would go home and take a nap. That would be what I do, but you know, the reality is like what you said, asking them the questions and making sure that they know that like their gut has the answer. Yeah. It's really empowering them to come to their own conclusion in whatever, you know, lane of coaching you're in. And another one, I guess the last one I'll mention is it's not your job to heal past traumas. You're not a therapist unless you are. And unless this is literally (laughs) what you're coaching on, you're going to see traumas come up Mm -hmm. when you coach people. For sure. And you back to what we just said a few moments ago, you don't have to have all the answers and can point them in the right direction. Yeah. Any, of, anything else? I was going to say, like, you're a cruise director, you're essentially. Cruise director. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are some things you... Emily and I, this happens to us because we care so deeply about everyone we work for and we want the best for them. And you want to, again, search for all the answers and help them heal all the things. But... Really, guys, stay in your lane. Remember, like for Emily and I's business coaches, they're hiring us to teach them how to have a successful coaching business. And while, of course, we want to hug them and and help them through all the thirty years of their trauma, it's it's not our it's not our job. It's a lot of bandwidth to take on for us. So I think it's also important um, to think back when you go on a plane and they tell you put your mask on first. You also have to put your mask on first. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Good one. I know, full circle. <laughs> that's a coaching one, guys. That's a sticky noter. I have sticky notes on my desk sometimes. I've rotated them of reminders for me. At one point, I had one that was don't be a helicopter coach, kind of like don't be a helicopter mom, mm. where I felt like if they weren't fully taking advantage of me, something was wrong. I also have one on my desk that Emily sees right now that says get neutral. That one's a big one for me because I can get so emotionally invested. I need to remind myself to get neutral before I coach. But I think putting your mask on first is, whoa, that's a sticky noter. It's a good one. Well, Lex, you have a real, what you said about a helicopter coach is interesting because there's some people you will find that are super users who are are blowing up your DMs or blowing up your Slack or whatever the program is that you're using all the time and asking you all the questions. And then you have the people that you hear silence from and might be going further which is wild. Yeah, yeah. It's not your job to make them utilize and take full advantage Mm -hmm. of the container that you're providing them. It's up to them to show up. Yeah, it's on them. So you can lead a horse to water. But you can't force them to drink. Amen, sister. Mm -hmm. Another sticky note. Okay. (laughs) So with that said, guys, um, we'd love, as always, to hear kind of some of your thoughts, some things that you have experienced if you're in the coaching industry already, some other hats that you've 
Warren, or any questions that you have. What's your homework today, Lex? Homework, I think, find your sticky note. Now, you don't have to literally do a sticky note, although I think it's really helpful. Find something from this episode. If nothing from this episode resonated, fine. Like, go hit up a Pinterest board. But find your sticky note. Figure out what is that reminder that you're going to need. Is it get neutral? Is it, I don't be a helicopter coach? Is it, I'm not their therapist. Find your sticky note and, and make that somewhere actively or visually available so that you can see that when you're coaching. Oh, I love it. I think that's great homework. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for joining today's episode of the Ready, Ready Set, Set Coach Podcast. If you're enjoying the Ready Set Coach Podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready Set Coach, visit ReadySetCoachProgram.com.